0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Thursday morning. It's the first Thursday of March. We are into the free agency month. We are here. Uh, I will be honest with you. I'm going to say it right up front. I'm recording this podcast a little early, about a day early, um, later at night though, than than what I even uh, usually record because I'm on vacation. Uh, I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. for for the week with my family. Um, It's really nice. The, The weather is pretty, well, it's pretty warm compared to Pennsylvania slash Maryland. And it's not like I'm going in the ocean. We got a nice little water park here um, where we're staying and just doing some various things with the family. And Wednesday's going to be a really busy day for me. Wednesday evening, we're going to a, to a show. If you've ever been to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, you might be familiar with the Pirates Voyage show that they do. Uh, my kids love it. Um, it's very entertaining. We're, we're going to that show. So I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get this recorded Uh, otherwise, so I, I wanted to make sure that, uh, I was still able to come at you here on a, on a Thursday morning for you listening, uh, or even later, but, uh, uh, The reason I said that is just in case anything that I say that would happen or would change based on (laughs) any news that came out for the Steelers uh, between now and Thursday morning. So uh, I was able to already hear uh, Kevin Colbert's comments uh, from the Combine that we've talked about on various shows. Um, I know my brother and I talked about that on Scobro Show, uh, which has already been out there and, and, and going for you to listen to, and various other things with the Steelers, we know that that any time they could start signing their own free agents, um, if that they should have finished up those meetings that they are having before the combine, and that that's an order of business that the Steelers could be taken care of. But uh, I wanted to come at you this week. I, last week I asked for questions. Say need need questions. I'm I'm out. The well is dry. I need more questions, and I got more questions. I got more questions from you all right away. I even had Jeff Hartman put it out on Twitter. Hey, Dave needs questions. I'm going to ask for questions. Got some that way as well. But believe it or not, this week, I'm only going to be answering one question because this is one I could probably talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks. It would probably take me weeks and weeks and weeks of research in order to do it uh, justice. I, I could only dig so far at this in order to do a show to make sure that I wasn't just totally just regurgitating number after number after number, but I had a really interesting question this week so um' or I'm just going to do one question this week and want to save the other ones uh, for the future for those of you that have asked a question um i I copy them over and I save them in a file so that way I can write the dates that which they were answered so if you've asked a question of me in the past and wanted to know um meaning this this off season during the 2022 off season wanted to know when I answered it I even have what 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 day uh the show was so if you might have missed a show and said hey did you ever answer this question I can even tell you when it was um because that's how I keep track of it because if not then I'll lose my questions um but if you have another question uh based on today's show or anything else continue to fire those at me because then that way I can continue to build up that that uh that database in order to to bring you Uh, the best shows that I can. Sometimes I answer one question, sometimes I answer three or four based on the depth of the question. So if you want to know how you can reach out to me, you can email me at stlrsuperfandad at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter um, at stlrsuperfandad. So This last question was actually one that came to me via email, and I haven't been getting a a lot of questions via email. Most of them come from Twitter, but this one came from Jeffrey Harmon, not Hartman, Harmon. I had to make sure I say that right. And it's interesting because this Jeffrey is is spelled like Jeffrey Benedict, not like Jeff Hartman. So um, Jeffrey Harmon had this question. I'm just going to read the whole thing so I don't miss any of it. He's like, have you seen the movie Moneyball? about the A's building a cost-effective team. Using a similar idea, how could you moneyball an NFL team to the Super Bowl? In other words, would you look at positions or position groups and figure out what the percent of the salary cap should be allocated to each position group? Um, do the cap hits by position group look, or what do the cap hits by position group look like for Super Bowl champions? The last part of that question is what I'm going to look at specifically to try to answer the rest of it. I'm going to look at um, the salary cap, the spending by position of the Super Bowl champions. I'm going to go back to the last three Super Bowl champions because to go back, it it was a lot of compiling, but to go back even farther, I just didn't know if I'd have time to get through all the numbers because the other thing I want to do is I want to compare these numbers to the Steelers. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with the 2021 Steelers because, as we know, there's so much of this 2022 team that we do not know at this time. There's a little bit that we know, and I'm going to tell you um, where the Steelers stand with some things. But we don't know how they're going to allocate their funds uh, that they have available going forward uh, for this coming season and what positions they'll go to. So we just got to look at how they finished up 2021. So it was interesting because when I when I said this idea to Jeff Hartman at the basketball game that we coached, um, our final game of the season this past week, um, he he's he wanted to talk a little bit of Moneyball. But just to say about this basketball game, uh, it just so happened that, that – um, the the team that Jeff and I coached together, we played the very same team, our first game and our last game. And needless to say, our first game, we got absolutely blown out by the team. And in our last game, we came up short. We even had a lead at one point, but we came up just short. We ended up losing by four points. And when the coach came through the line at the end, he said, man, he said to all the kids and us, man, oh man, did you guys improve this season? And uh, it just did our hearts well that the, the, the kids we had on our team were able to fight hard. They had to play hard. I That's so funny because that's what that's what Jeff would say to him a lot. And I'm like, see, um, for those of you that watch the Steelers preview or know some of our uh, inside jokes, which we actually did a show on inside jokes this past week, um, that that was one thing that they made fun of me about is I said the Steelers need to play hard. Well, that's what happens when you when you play a sport. You need to play hard. So anyway, um, to get back to the Moneyball idea, Jeff was like, well, have you seen the movie Moneyball? I said, yeah, I saw it a long time ago, but I have seen it. And he's like, well, and and he's like, you know what they based everything off of with that movie, what their stat was. I'm like, it was on base percentage. He's like, yeah. He's like, the whole thing was like, oh, he's terrible, but he gets on base, but he gets on base, but he gets on base. And they basically used that strategy of, of that one statistic to frame their whole team. Now, also you have to realize that, uh, I don't know if it's – I can't keep it all straight in my head if it was really true or if it's just reports. But the, the one character from the movie, the I guess the, the Jonah Hill character, um, was actually someone who then was employed by the Cleveland Browns to try to bring the whole Moneyball idea to football. And needless to say, it didn't work. Um, it's a little bit more complex, but I could just – sit back and try to break this down for forever. Um, Try to break it down into a secret formula of how, you know, your positional spending and everything of that nature to give you the best chance to win. I would love to come up with a formula. It needs to be a little bit more complex of what I'm doing. But I, let me sit up with what I'm going to do. We're going to look at the offenses. We'll take a break, and then we'll look at the defenses for all of these. But what I did was I looked at each position group. I looked at where they were ranked in the NFL when it came to spending, where if you were ranked first, it meant you were spending the most. If you were ranked 32nd, you were spending the least at a position. I also looked at what percentage of the team's salary cap was spent on that position. That'll be another number that comes. But I also did one more thing that I felt was really important. And I just, I I had to pick a spot to, to cut off. I went with third round and you're like third round. What? I also looked at how many players the team had drafted at that position in the first three rounds of the last four drafts before the season I was looking at. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. What are you doing? So let me explain this real quick. A team has drafted a player and they're playing on their rookie deal, it's going to change significantly how much that team is paying at that position. If it's a position that they haven't touched in the draft for a while, then it it would kind of make sense that they would spend more. It could be that they drafted a player at that position and they had to pay them a second contract. It could have been that they went out and, and, um, and maybe they found somebody in, in, as, as a late round draft pick or an undrafted free agent that's playing well for them. Maybe, you know, they had to sign an outside free agent and spend a lot of money. So there's other factors there. So when you look at a position and you're like, why does it fit there? They haven't addressed it in the draft. It could be that they were either weaker at that position or that it was one of those other things that they found you know, a diamond in the rough, which is what you really ultimately, that is what's going to make teams in the best shape when it comes to the salary cap. I kind of talked about this with the offensive line before when I talked about their draft pedigree. Um, If the Steelers think that they're going to get by with all their offensive linemen being undrafted free agents, then they're in trouble. Last year, every... Main starter, meaning the player that started the most games at each of the five positions last year, was either a third or a fourth-round draft pick by the Steelers or another team. That's just what they did. It Nobody was higher than a third, but nobody was lower than a fourth. That's one way to to do it. I, I still think the best Steelers offensive line is when they had a combination of high draft picks and diamonds in the rough. When you're talking about taking the Marquise Pouncey and the... David DeCastro and mixing them in with the Ramon Foster and Alejandro Villanueva, those kind of things. But you got to look at that across the board, across the board, and how much the draft picks come into there. You'll see this when we get to the 2019 Chiefs of what they were spending on their quarterback because they had him under a rookie deal. So let's dive in. Let's do the offense. I'll give you where, where everything is. Live, you know how it fell for each of these Super Bowl champions, and then we'll go back and look at this past, um, this past year Steelers team. So I spent a very long time setting all this up. So let me just roll through some numbers. So 2021 was the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, uh, won the most recent Super Bowl. When it came to their spending at quarterback, they were tenth in the NFL, where they had 16.3 percent of their salary cap. Allocated to that position. You know, this is starter and backups, everyone on the roster. And ru- when it came to running back, they were 20th in the NFL spending there. They had uh, 4.9% of their salary wrapped up in that, but they had drafted two running backs in the first three rounds in the last four seasons. So that's something to remember. Now, they didn't draft any quarterbacks, I should say. The other thing I have to re- remind people is that the Los Angeles Rams had no first round picks in the last four seasons. Um, just That's just the way the, the way they did it. At wide receiver, they spent 18th in the NFL with 11.6% of their salary cap, but they have also drafted two wide receivers in the top three rounds in the last four years. At tight end, they were 14th, spending 6.5% of their salary um, cap on that position, and they hadn't addressed it high in the draft in recent years. Offensive line, this is one that surprised me. They were 27th and in, in the NFL in spending for the offensive line at 15.1% of their salary. And they had two players drafted in the first three rounds over the last four years at that position. So, so that could have helped a little bit, but out of all those positions on offense, the one that they were ranked the lowest was offensive line. But you also got to, got to look at some of these things. Sometimes a player, when you, when you sign a deal, they they don't cost a lot on the salary cap right off the bat like you'll see that with the Steelers when it comes to edge rusher this past year they were very low in edge rusher because TJ Watt's big money hadn't kicked in yet but when you look at their offensive rank the Rams were only 24th in the league in spending for offense and they but and 54.5% of their spending came on the offensive side of the ball Um, this is, this is excluding special teams. I just thought I'd say this when I say their total salary cap, it's their total offense and defense. I just didn't even, I didn't have the special teams data. So I just left it out and they had six players that they had drafted, um, in the first three rounds that were still, that could have still been a rookie deals if they were still with the team. So that was the 2021 Rams where not the highest was tight end. I'm sorry. The highest was quarterback at 10th. And that would also took up um, the biggest percentage, took up a higher percentage than the offensive line, which is crazy. Uh, but if you look at the 2020 Buccaneers, they were eighth in the NFL in spending on quarterback, but it was a lower percentage of their of their salary cap than what than what the Rams had the year before. It was 14.5 percent. Um, they were nineteenth with when it came to running back, which was only three point seven percent of their of their salary cap um, but they had drafted two running backs um in the first three rounds the last four years wide receiver they were twenty fifth with it being seven point seven percent um and they'd only drafted one wide receiver um in the time we talked about. But in their spending for tight end, they were first in the NFL. They spent more at the tight end position than any other team. That was 10.4% of their salary cap. And they had even drafted a tight end up there um, in the last four seasons before they won the Super Bowl. In offensive line, they were sixth in spending. 21.3% of their salary cap was was designated the offensive line. And they had two high draft picks um, in there as well. Overall for the offense... They were fourth in the NFL in spending for offense at 57.5%, and they had six players that they had used through the draft um, on the offensive side of the ball in the first three rounds over the four years leading up to the Super Bowl. Moving on to the 2019 Chiefs, this is where you see a big difference at quarterback quarterback. 25th in the NFL, 6.5 percent of their salary was towards a quarterback. That's because of him being on his rookie deal. They had one quarterback drafted in in the in the first three rounds in the last four seasons leading up to it, and that was Patrick Mahomes. So that you know you invest in the quarterback and it's going to pay off like that. Um, for now, they were 15th in the league and run with running back 4.7 percent. They had drafted one. One at wide receiver, they were seventh in the NFL, 18.2% of their salary cap. They had drafted one. Tight end, they were fourth in the NFL, 8.9% of their cap. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, oh, you know, see so you're talking about here. And they hadn't drafted one. Offensive line, 21st in the NFL with 21.4% of their salary cap. Um you kind of saw this come back to bite them the next year when they tried to repeat in the Super Bowl, but the chiefs were seventeenth in the n f l spending on offense with fifty nine point seven percent of their salary cap going to the offensive side of the ball, and they had so I'm not going to jump into the um I hope my mic didn't cut out there just for a second. It might have. Um, I'm not going to jump into the, um, to the Steelers 2021 stuff until we look at the defense for those same three teams so we can kind of look at everything. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. When we come back. We'll look at the defense for those three Super Bowl teams, compare them to the 2021 Steelers, and some overall trends. So we'll be right back. When Steelers fans, welcome back to Steelers Stat Geek. This is behind the steel curtain editor, Dave Schofield. Here we are, we're diving in, we're trying to do some money ball numbers. I'm losing my voice a little bit, in case you all didn't notice that. That's part of the byproduct of being on vacation and everything else. But uh, uh, hope, hopefully, I'm still coming through strong. Um, might have even had a little bit of issue with my mic there for a little bit, but I'm, I'm hoping that I got it all back. And square. So let's go ahead and dive right into these numbers so we can break them down a little bit here soon, looking at how the positional spending went for the Super Bowl champions. Let's go ahead and go back and look at the defensive spending. Let's look at the 2021 Rams. On defense, on the defensive line, they were sixth in the NFL, spending 18.7% of their salary cap on the defensive line, and they had no draft picks on the defensive line. Um, in the last four years in the first three rounds. At edge, they were 29th in the NFL, 29th, 7.8% of their salary cap was there, and they had drafted one edge rusher in the last four years. At linebacker, they were 32nd, 32nd in the NFL, only 2.2% of their salary, and only one player drafted in the first three rounds. At safety, they were also 32nd at 3.5%, but here's the key with them at safety. They had two higher draft picks um, that they've invested at the safety position in the last four seasons, so they had guys on rookie deals to help keep that number down because cornerback, they were 12th, and they spent 13.3% of their of their salary cap there. And they had one corner that they had drafted in the last four years. Overall for defense, they were 30th in the NFL in spending, 45.5%. So if you're looking at this and you're like, oh, well, well, where, where are the Rams? They were 24th in spending on offense and 30th in spending on defense. Okay. but um, so the, And they were 54.5 on O, 45.5 on D. So that's where they were. They had six draft picks on offense that were in the first three rounds of the last four years, five on defense. Hmm. Let's go ahead and dive into the Bucks to see if we see any other trends going on here. They were 13th in spending on the defensive line, 10.9%, uh, but they drafted one in the last four years, and it was a good one. Um, they were ninth in spending on the edge, 15.8%, hadn't addressed it in the draft in the last four years, the first three rounds. Linebackers, 5th in the NFL in spending at 10.3%, and they had drafted two players at the position in the last four years. So that's kind of interesting. Safety, 32nd, 2.2% of their salary. But they've drafted three safeties in the first three rounds of the last four years. And then last but not least, cornerback, they were 31st, 31st, 3.4% of their salary. But they've drafted four corners. So my goodness, they drafted a lot of defensive players uh, on the four years leading up to the Super Bowl. In the first three rounds, Um, 10 in all one defense versus six on offense. If you want to see any trend so far from these these two teams, uh, the biggest thing is, well, first of all, when you'll see this trend coming, they spent more on offense than they did on defense. Uh, That's one. And two, they were last in the league in spending at safety because they addressed it in the draft interesting yeah that didn't play out when you go into the next one (laughs) that's what our defense is what they spent the most on because for the 2019 chiefs they were 25th in the nfl um in spending um, on the defensive line 5.6 percent of their salary three high draft picks edge 20th 9.8% 9.8% of their salary, but three high draft picks. Linebacker, 17th, 8.4% of their salary. Hadn't addressed that high in the draft of pre- previous four years. Safety, eight, I almost thought it said 100%, but it's 10.0% of their salary was there. And they had drafted a safety um, in the previous four years. And in corner, they were 27th, 6.5%. They had drafted one corner. 29th overall in defense. 40.3% of their of their salary cap went towards defense, but they had eight high draft picks on defense versus three on offense. So if you want to see a little bit of a trend over the last three seasons, let's look at those trends before we then look at what the Steelers uh, did last year. The trends are, now the Rams weren't quite this way when it came to the draft because they didn't have number one draft picks. Um, they were more even. They were six offense, five defense. But when you looked at the Bucks and the Chiefs, overwhelmingly they had they had drafted more players at the, in the first three rounds of the draft on defense, and spent more money on offense. It was six to ten and three to eight. when it came to that breakdown that they had drafted they had drafted more on defense and paid more on offense. Um, is, is how they went there. So you can see how this stuff fills in. Every single one of these teams, it was more offense than defense. And I can tell you this, where I was getting this information from overthecap.com, they went as far back as 2013, where they listed out positional spending by teams. And for every Super Bowl champion going back to 2013, every single one of them spent more on offense than on defense. Every one of them. Every Super Bowl champion has spent more on offense than defense. Now, I couldn't, I didn't go back and do the draft picks to see how that that weighed out, to see if they were drafting higher draft picks on defense and paying more on offense. I didn't, I wasn't able to do that all the way back that far with the draft picks. But I could I did go back to see all of them spent more on offense than they did on defense. So that's a trend to remember, especially when we look at the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers and we'll look at where they stand right now in 2022 but in twenty twenty one for the steelers they they were ranked fifth in money spent towards a quarterback twenty one point three percent of their salary went to went to um quarterbacks and they had drafted one in the first three rounds of the last four seasons in mason rudolph okay they were twenty fourth in spending at running back, three point nine percent of their sal- of their salary cap, they drafted one running back in the last four years in the first three rounds because they usually spent fourth or later on them. But that was Najee Harris, wide receiver, thirtieth in the NFL in spending. That's right, thirtieth. And the reason they're so low with only six point one percent of their salary is they keep drafting wide receivers. They had three wide receivers that were that they drafted. Um, in the first three rounds over the last four seasons. Tight end, they were 21st in spending. They had drafted one. Offensive line, big shocker here. Offensive line, 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, 32nd in spending. Only 10.8% of their salary cap went towards the offensive line. Look at that number. The Rams were low, and they were at 15 this past year. Steelers were at 10 ten point eight versus fifteen point one but if you look at the Bucs and the chiefs they were spending more than twenty one percent of their salary cap on their offensive line so that's one thing that you could look at for sure uh with the Steelers because their their offensive line um was they were spending they were spending so low on that one I mean at the end of they spent 15 million dollars on their offensive line when it comes to, to everything I mean look at how many how many teams have, you know, $15 million wrapped up in one player? I mean, that's that's not even as much as what it, the franchise tag would be for an offensive lineman this year, as what the Steelers paid for all their offensive linemen last year. Uh, it's just crazy when you look at it. So this, the Steelers, when it comes to their offense, they are 27th in the NFL in spending, which you're like, that's not that – they're not that much lower – ranking than the Rams, but they are 47.1% of their spending is on offense and eight draft picks in the first three rounds of the last four drafts uh, went to offense. If you look at the Steelers defensive side of the ball from this past year, they were seventh on the defensive line, 16.4% 16.4% of their salary cap, 28th in edge. Now I mentioned this before. The reason this is lower is because the big money for TJ Watt isn't going to kick in until 2022. So a 7.4% of their salary cap there. And they've, and they've drafted a player in the first three rounds in the last four years at linebacker. They were 16th middle of the road in the NFL, um, 8.1%. They've drafted one Safety, they were 25th in their spending, 4.7%. They drafted one, but they also traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, so that was like drafting another one because they had him on a rookie deal. Um, And cornerback, the Steelers were sixth in the NFL. They spent a lot on corner last year. Uh, Mainly that was Joe Hayden. He was up there with 16.2% of their salary cap going to that, and they've drafted one corner in the first three rounds of the last four years. So the Steelers in all are 16th in the NFL in spending. And 52.9% of their salary cap is spent on defense. Now, if you recall, going back to 2013, I've said that every Super Bowl champion has spent more money on offense than they have on defense when it comes to the salary cap. And the Steelers spent more on defense. If you look at 2022, yeah, the Steelers are... Pretty interesting there. Uh, let me let me bring this up again just to make sure I have this right because the numbers could have changed since I wrote them down uh, over the weekend. But if you want to know where the Steelers are in spending, rather than by position, I'm not going to break it down because the, all those could change as soon as they sign one or two players. But when it comes to spending on offense, the Steelers are dead last in the NFL right now going into 2022 i mean they only have th- have less than 40 million dollars of their salary cap is locked up on offensive players but when you look at defense they're second second most behind the new orleans saints who that could actually be coming down as they do some restructures and things of that nature um with some stuff cuz they're they're in trouble when it comes to the salary cap right now um that number's way too big for them they're they're over Um, I'm sure, or close to. Um, I haven't looked at them specifically. But the Steelers are second in spending, barely ahead of the Giants, who are in third. But So the Steelers are second in defense and last in offense when the trend has been um, over the last nine Super Bowls that teams that spend a higher percentage on offense over the defense are the ones to make the Super Bowl. So if you're looking at moneyball, if you're trying to moneyball this, the Steelers are not in the position that they would need to be uh, to do well from that standpoint. But that also means that the Steelers have money to spend on offense, which, which would be nice. But even if the Steelers had, let's say they added another $40 million to their offense, let's just say $40 million um, to their, to, in salary cap money to their offense for this, this season. Even at $40 million, that would barely move them in. I mean, it wouldn't even reach 25th. From what everyone's spending right now, it would not even get up to them to be twenty fifth. And if they, and I mean, if you look at the numbers right now, the Steelers are over one hundred and sixteen million on defense. You know, a lot of that's you know thirty one million of TJ Watt um, or something like that. Is he thirty one this year? He's salary cap number, yeah. It's it's thirty one one eighteen six ninety four according to over the cap. But so, so that's kind of big, but I mean, you look at it, they're under $40 million in offense and over 115 million on defense. There's no way they're going to come anywhere close to balancing out that number. The Steelers are all in on building up that defense. So when you're talking about though, they just need the court. That's, but what the Steelers are ultimately doing is building up the defense to me, where the Steelers really need to go is they need to go offensive line. Cause right now they're next to last in spending on the offensive line. Uh, the only one that's lower is the Seattle Seahawks. So invest some money in the offensive line. You know, obviously they're going to have a little bit more money in the quarterback position when it all comes around because they only have one right now. And that's why they're 30th in spending for the quarterback position. So, is there really a big money ball equation? To me, if I were going to do that, I would definitely be looking at draft picks. And um, of course, you'd have to look at, I looked at just the picks, not even if the players were still on the teams, if, you know, if they were traded or cut or anything like that. But if you went into a team and looked at their actual makeup, the first thing I would do is if the player is on a rookie deal, I would, I would use a calculation of where, you know, where they're drafted because the higher they're drafted the more you would expect out of them now the the key is is when you can hit on late round draft picks um who are obviously not making much money at all and and really be able to use them when they're on their rookie deals that is ultimately what can help teams get into a great position or when you're finding undrafted free agents. I mean, think of some of the, some of the players that the Steelers had recently that really helped put them in a much better place that they, you know, with the salary cap, when you have players like Ben Roethlisberger chewing up so much money out of the salary cap players, like a, ooh, like a Mike Hilton when he on, on defense before he left, like a, like a Matt Filer, like even, I mean, he, he was on a second contract with the Steelers, but an Alejandro Vill- and And players like that. Some of these players that were undrafted while they were cheaper, you know, the the Steelers basically kept Mike Hilton around as long as they could until they actually had to pay him. And then they had to let him go. So some of the the more of those players that you can get, the better off you're going to be like, I mean, if you look specifically at the Los Angeles Rams um, from, from 2021 and, and what, and what they look like and like, where they were in the safety position, they were dead last um, at the safety position. But look at the safeties that they had; they were getting. I can't even remember the names right now, but they were getting quality play from their safeties and their draft picks. They just weren't having to pay them yet. And so many times, I've I've said it before um, with the Cincinnati Bengals getting to the Super Bowl, and you're like, "Oh, look at them; they're young upstarts and all these things." They're going to have to pay Joe Burrow. They're going to have to pay him. I call it the, the 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 Joe Flacco effect, that when Joe Flacco took the took the Ravens as a sixth seed, um, where they did end up winning the Super Bowl, but even when they were just made it to the AFC Championship game, they were going to have to pay him. And it was going to crush that team going forward. And I kept saying, I want to see Joe Flacco with a big contract because it's going to keep the Ravens from really building into being something more. And bottom line is Joe Flacco was getting paid more than what he really was worth as a quarterback. And and that's what you- That's what it really all comes down to. So if we dove into this even more, I really think that we could get some great money ball type things. But right now, just looking at some of the surface stuff of teams spending more on offense than defense and teams investing more draft picks on defense than on offense. So that might be why the Steelers are a little bit flipped, but that could be why, because they have more high draft picks on offense right now than they do on defense. They're very, very young on offense. The oldest player on the team right now is Mason Rudolph. (laughs) Oh. isn't that ridiculous i mean and he he would have just been finishing his rookie deal had the Steelers not signed him to a deal going into the last year of his rookie deal that's that's what's insane. That's the offense that the Steelers have right now going forward uh with the players that they that they have out there. They are very young on offense, so uh they the little money they do have in in for free agency. Would really make a lot of sense to spend it there to really just help get some better leadership in there. So thank you very much for the for the crash question, Jeffrey. Uh, I hope everything came through all right. I hope my microphone didn't mess up too much because I'm sitting here with a different setup um on vacation. Um hope my voice held up okay. It feels like it's really struggling. Uh, but want to thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're checking out all our podcasts. Um, uh, you they I, I did the whole rundown last week. I'm just gonna say we've got the a YouTube show on every day. We've got two audio only shows going out in the morning and at noon throughout the week, you know, Monday to Friday, as well as some other shows on the weekend. I, I think we have uh, morning, and at morning and noon on Saturdays as well. I think the only one that we might not be having that on is Sunday. So plenty of stuff out there to listen to. Just um, make sure wherever you listen, if, if you like what you hear, you know, give the thumbs up, the five-star rating, whatever it is, drop a comment in there. I, I, I know like on Apple, um, Jeff will go in and read the comments every once in a while on his, on his let's ride show. So if you're listening to this the first time and you want to leave us a good comment, uh, we'd really appreciate that. But, uh, I suffered through, I still came to you on vacation. I hope you appreciate it. Uh, I'll be back maybe getting back into some normal swing of things next week. But, uh, I just really want to thank you for taking the time for listening. And as I always say, thanks for geeking out.